Welcome to the 55th production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Wan Mohammed, and we just received some great news from F1 2020 on F1 2020, my team. For more on this, Arab is standing by right now to f- discuss more on the F1 2020, my team, and the rest of the segments. So, Arab, it's over to you. Welcome to some more F1 2020 game news, specifically once again all about the brand new groundbreaking uh, mode which is called the My Team Career Mode or the Crater Team Career Mode in F1 2020. Lee Mather did an interview with Red Bull today, this is kind of out of the blue, didn't expect this news to come really, there's no indication from Codemasters that he was going to do this interview but he's done an interview with Red Bull, uh, the website, uh, about the F1 game and he's talked a lot about My Team and gave him some little nuggets and details of uh, uh, of what's going to be entailed in this career mode, including things like driver markets for in terms of the driver transfers, driver transfers potentially between F1 and F2 now, choosing your teammate, which can be an F1 and F2 person, and also things like sponsorship, talking about building the kind of media side of your team and not just all about the car. It is going to be about every aspect of Formula 1 with the commercial side being built into the game mechanics as well. So let's dive into this interview, kind of pick out the highlights and kind of discuss what this might mean mean for the F1 game uh, coming out in July, of course. I'm going to go through this article then uh, a little bit slowly and kind of pick out the kind of details of it uh, so you don't have to go out for yourself and obviously then we'll just discuss what's going on. So first and foremost, kind of generic question about what can you tell us about the new My Team mode, but Lee Mander really goes into some uh, nice detail uh, in this answer about what uh, is available to us. So we've already discussed kind of, you know, being responsible for all departments need to run the team, you know, was mentioned already that there will be things like the engine side of things, sponsorship, but we didn't really know how specific that might be, but now we're getting kind of an inkling. So these range from uh, those which impact on pure performance, obviously the car uh, per se, to departments who work to get you the best sponsorship and the media deals. So that the way that's worded is really nice. So departments who work to get you the best sponsorship and media deals. So we'll have to manage and build upon, I'm guessing our PR teams, essentially our marketing teams, to get us the best sponsorship. So I'm guessing maybe we can improve a department of like PR or sponsorship and then they go out and find us a set of sponsors, let's say three or five, and then we pick from those five potentially at certain points in the season or at the start of the season, which one we want to go for. That may then give us currency or R&D points to then uh, you know spend on the car and on the rest of the team. So if you improve your PR team long term, let's say in seasons two and three, you could be getting better sponsors if you spend a lot on your sponsorship. So actually in season one, you could have a kind of way of going, maybe, okay, let's not spend it all on the car. Let's spend it equally everywhere or let's spend more on the sponsorship than we do with the car and have a little bit of pain in season one of struggling maybe with a lower car. But then in season two, you get all this flurry of new sponsorship come in because your team, your PR team is so good that you have five great choices. And then instantly you have great money to spend on the car then in season two and season three. So it is very much looking like a very in-depth, long-term thing. You know, almost like I've mentioned, like most sport manager, you have to play that game a few seasons in to really reap the benefits. And if you want to take a car from the very bottom to the top in most sport manager, depending on the difficulty level you're going for, it does take at least minimum, you know, three seasons, we're saying, to really comfortably be a top, top team in that game. I'm thinking it's going to be the same way here, but probably it sounds like even more. Because right now on F1 2019, it takes maybe about three seasons 
seasons or two seasons if you're really good at the game to become a top team from like the bottom there. Um, so I'm saying when you start the career mode, of course, it's a little bit different when you're later on in the career mode and you go back to a bottom team. But when you start the career mode initially, it's taken about two, three seasons. With this, it sounds like it's going to take like, you know, minimum, I would say maybe five, six seasons because there's so many things to think about, not just the car performance, but also the sponsorship deals, the media deals, and then also to those responsible for driver and staff training. I said this in my previous video when we first got some details of my team that I hope there's things that they can take from Motorsport Manager, i.e., you know, staff training is part of Motorsport Manager. We talked about that. And so there you go, driver and staff training. So driver training, that's interesting. That means your teammate because, of course, you can't train yourself because only you can obviously get better as a driver. But with my team, it's not just about you anymore. It's about the whole team, including your teammate because your teammate needs to do well. If your teammate's not pulling his weight, you're not going to win the Constructors' Championship. So training your teammate driver. So for the first time in Hep 1 history, you can actively train an AI driver to get better. How many times have we been annoyed at my teammate in career mode of just not picking up the slack and wanting to get better? Only a few times as, as of recently with Lucas Weber and George Russell's AI in the previous last two seasons of my career mode. Has, uh, has there been kind of any kind of improvement or just kind of getting a little bit of uh, luck of the green? But this is now active improvement of your AI teammate and staff as well in terms of I'm, I'm guessing that'll be the pit crew, your engineers as well for the kind of R&D as well. So maybe there's a system where if you train up your engineers higher, then you can get R&D upgrades at a cheaper cost potentially. Obviously training your pit crew to get faster the pit times, which is much better in my opinion than obviously the kind of contract buyout that you got last season, uh, last year on last year's game. Engaging with the driver market and picking up the most lucrative sponsors will also pay a crucial part in creating a successful team. Engaging with the driver market. So there is going to be a driver market system at the beginning of the game and throughout because obviously it's your team. So after season one, you might want to chuck out your teammate and get a new one. So there'll be a driver market uh, and there's a detail that comes up later that confirms. Here we go. The, de the details here. You're no longer a commodity in the drive market. It's your teammate and all the other drivers in both Formula 1 and Formula 2. So let's go back up to here. But that's the confirmation there. There's a driver market in this game. And it not only includes F1 drivers, but F2 drivers. So, one, for my team, you can pick an F1 or an F2 teammate. So you could pick, you know, Mick Schumacher, Jack Aiken. You know, you could pick Lando Norris or Charles Leclerc, maybe, if you were able, I don't know, there might be some constraints on that at the very start of the career mode because you're creating your team, so I don't know, potentially there might be a set amount of like in-game money that you have, and you have to choose whether you're going to spend all your money maybe on the teammate uh, rather than the car or initial setups of the HQ and whatnot. We'll have to see, there's no confirmation, that's just a guess of maybe how that could work, and in my mind that's a kind of cool way that could work, of limiting and making sure that not everyone can just choose the best F1 teammate out there. There might be some kind of, you know, uh, positive advantage of choosing an F2 team a teammate instead who might not be as quick, obviously, and you have to train him up, but then that leaves you more budget for the rest of your car and for the HQ potentially. But that's confirmation. There's going to be a driver market, and that's only for my team because a driver market, it seems like, we'll see later in the interview, basically, it seems like the driver market is also going to be there just in general in career mode as well. So in normal F1 2020 career mode without creating your team, there could also be finally driver transfers from F2 to F1. We saw driver transfers for the very first time in F1 2019, but now it seems like, maybe I'm reading too much into it, I hope not, it seems like F2 drivers now are part
part of that pool of drivers that can just swap around naturally with the game mechanics, which is absolutely awesome. And then again, confirming picking up the most lucrative sponsors will play a crucial part in creating a successful team. So that bodes well in terms of lucrative sponsors. So there will be sponsors with differences of R&D or, you know, in-game currency or whatever it is, basically. And so, like I said, what I was hoping for is kind of a fluid system like they've had in FIFA way back in the day, you know, when signing sponsors back in, like, you know, was it FIFA 04 or whatever? Now they obviously don't have that anymore, which is a bit of a shame. And then, like, Motorsport Manager, you can sign sponsors, get uh, money via that, and that's how you kind of fund your team, basically. And then, obviously, not to mention the development of the car, how you manage the team's time in between races via the new season timeline. I like that. Via the new season timeline. I've said so many times I really wanted a calendar kind of timeline system like they have. Again, I'm going to say FIFA again, but FIFA does have quite a few things that F1 doesn't have still. Uh, so FIFA, on the they have, they have a calendar where you can simulate through the timeline and you can see later down the timeline. I'm begging a new season timeline. I'm hoping that has a feature where you could simulate through uh, you know, through race weekends, because that would be mega for just kind of, you know, for myself, video ideas I have, but also for you guys at home, you know, if you're too, obviously now everyone's at home right now, but let's say in the future, you know, let's say 2021, we're all back to normal, the world's all fine, everyone's outside and, you know, going to their work and uni and whatever. If you're too busy, you know, going to work in uni and you don't have the time to play through everything in my team, if you could simulate through the new season timeline, that would be pretty cool. But just to visually see a timeline like that of the races, I'm guessing there'll be things that they're going to have to have a timeline of, okay, I've bought this HQ upgrade, so I'm going to have to wait this amount of time till this week to get the HQ upgrade built. So that's why they've had to make a new season timeline, because like Motorsport Manager has, the calendar at the bottom on that game, if you've seen it in my career mode videos of Motorsport Manager, they have that calendar, and you can see when things are going to get done. They're going to have to have that, so that's why they've had to make a new season timeline to show you when HQ upgrade is going to get done, potentially also when driver training is going to get done for your teammate and uh, for, for your staff as well. So we go on through and there's a bit more detail here. So uh, asking about the driver manager experience in my team. So a kudos to the uh, the Red Bull interviewer uh, Jamie for pressing him on these kind of things. Um, so it's an entirely new experience giving players different uh, way to play. Uh, you want to put a strong uh, performance on track but if you don't take care of your second driver and help them improve you'll struggle to become a Constructors champion. So you will have to spend time training your teammate and making sure your teammate actually does well. You're going to for the first time care a lot about your teammate. I mean, I already do. Hopefully, you guys at home kind of also do as well, because the AI are pretty good in F1 2019, to be fair. And it's kind of nice to sometimes see your teammate get very punchy at certain races. But now, more than ever, actively, you'll care about your teammate because you want them to do well, because it's your team. It's no longer, oh, I don't care if I win the constructors because, you know, it's not my team. I just want to win the driver's championship. It's now literally your team. So you're going to want to care about winning the constructors title as well. So you're going to want, obviously, your teammate to do well. So as the team boss, you're no longer a commodity in the driver market. It's your teammate and all of the other drivers in both Formula 1 and Formula 2, like we mentioned there, confirming a driver market that includes both F1 and F2. Another primary consideration will be funding and expenditure. Picking the right sponsors and knowing where to invest will be crucial. You might, you might want a high-profile driver and have the cash to hire them, but they won't stick around if you can't provide the level of facilities they expect.
prospect of a championship winning team. So actually, I probably maybe should have read on there, but that's exactly what I was alluding to. You know, spending money on a Sebastian Vettel and then not having enough money for your team is not going to be a great system. So I think everyone's going to have to be very clever about how they pick things. And that might also be a fun experiment to do in the future of what would happen if you just pick uh, the kind of top drivers straight away and how long can you last, basically. But very, very cool, cool details there. And the, the, the thing is, I love the, the words that Lee Mathers use. Like, it kind of sounds weird, but just the words he's using, you know, funding, expenditure, it just tells me that it's a real serious, more in-depth way of doing it. Maybe they've even got rid of the R&D, you know, expenditure and funding. I think they're going to have in-game currency rather than R&D points potentially because obviously those are more serious economical terms to use uh, and I don't think you'd kind of use them with R&D points. So I think there's going to be some sort of in-game currency to, to replace R&D points to kind of make it a bit more real in terms of, okay, this is X amount of currency. So this driver costs this amount. This uh, car park costs this amount. So you can uh, kind of equate it a little bit better in your mind, I guess. Um, so yeah, mega just to have that kind of, you know, detail in it, hopefully. And I can cannot wait, like I've said, to see the UI for this, i.e. the kind of the way it actually looks in the gameplay menus, to just see how it looks, because I'm always so intrigued of how it, how it's going to work. Uh, I've kind of been critical of sometimes how they've displayed some things in the game in the past. Uh, they've done a decent job with R&D for the last few years of how it, that's kind of displayed in the game, so hopefully it will look as good as that and kind of will be nice and easy to manage and visually kind of striking and kind of nice to look at, because obviously it seems like you're going to be looking at these menus for quite a, a fair bit of time if you're wanting to really properly take this seriously and manage the team properly and take it to the top. Of course, you don't need to. If you want to be a casual player, you don't really fancy looking at menus all the time and managing all this stuff, you can play normal career mode still. And also, you probably could take this less seriously on lower difficulty and probably still do pretty well. But obviously, for those of us who want to take it seriously, you can do. And it's going to be a really nerdy time looking at all this stuff, basically. Any beginner tips? So this is kind of cool. So the first time we're hearing about any tips of how to play the game, uh, my team is vast and works differently to traditional career mode, which players are used to playing rather than spending everything upgrading the car you need to look at investing the team for the long run so like i said it's a long-term game plan you're gonna have to look at this as a three four season minimum sort of game plan for how you're going to take your team to the top versus obviously all the uh, all the top teams in formula one and even just trying to trouble a and, and even just trying to topple the kind of midfield and lower teams in F1 as it stands, because obviously I'm guessing you're going to start with the worst car on the grid, absolute worst, nothing there. So it is going to be a long, long plan blueprint that you're looking at in terms of the last thing you want to do is have to shut down a facility to save save on spending. So that kind of suggests we will have some sort of way of looking at all the facilities in our HQ and we can actively manage them, shut them down to spend money. We can see the breakdown maybe of how much we're spending per month or per season on a facility. So you can see an active breakdown of where your money's going. And so you can choose to either close things to maybe save money or, you know, or not and open up facilities. Also, pay attention to the tutorials and ever help, ever helpful Carl. Lee, I don't look, Lee, I don't know if you're gonna watch this video, Lee, but if you are, ever helpful Carl. Let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. There's a lot of times where Carl's not very helpful, so let's hope you've really improved him in terms of that. Or you, you might have said that just as a little cheeky joke, because you know how many times people get annoyed at Carl in F1 2019. Ever helpful, Carl. Okay, so, but Carl returns. Confirmation. Carl returns. Uh, he'll talk you through some of the new elements as you set up and start running your team. Lastly, take the time to create a cool visual for your team. Set up a strong color scheme with a striking team badge and make the team yours. So there will be a badge 
decorator for the team. So you will be able to create your team's logo or badge in the game and choose a colour scheme. I hope that I've alluded to, I hope the livery creation is a little bit better than what we've had so far in F1 2019. I don't really just want these random patterns. I hopefully will hope there's kind of, you know, going to be a way to choose where the sponsors go in terms of, oh, can we have that uh, the kind of bigger sponsor on the side pod there? Have that kind of line go down there? Maybe a kind of square shape here or whatever. Hoping it's a bit more than what we've had in F1 2019. But of course, beggars can't be choosers. It's just crazy that we get this entire mode. But I hope that it's kind of visually quite nice to look at in terms of your livery. But set up a strong color scheme and the team badge. Very, very cool. So like almost pro clubs in FIFA, you can create your badge in the game for your own team. And then we get to normal career mode as well. So we've added driver moves in F1 2019. With the inclusion of my team in the driver market, we brought a similar system to the driver career. As part of the driver market, you'll be competing with all the other drivers around you to get the best seat you can at the best price. So in normal career mode as well, there will be a driver market. And in normal career mode, there's going to be a currency system for the prices of the drivers for not only you, but for other drivers. So if you're playing normal career mode and you want to try and get a contract at Ferrari, you've got to know that you're competing in actual value, monetary value to a Sebastian Vettel or Charles Leclerc perhaps, uh, and also maybe other F2 drivers. Because we don't know. There's no confirmation here of F2. It doesn't mention it. But I'm hoping that F2 driver transfers are a thing in normal career mode as well uh, as the my team of course and then we've also made some adjustments to how the R&D system works so they've also tweaked R&D which is also very very good because obviously there's the the danger they don't actually bother doing much with R&D because they've got all this new stuff but to know that they've also tweaked R&D and are continuing to improve that system which obviously has gotten better and better ever since it came in F1 2016 that's a really good sign so kudos for that looking forward to seeing how that also is adjusted for the new game the rest of it's pretty standard for from what we know already in terms of the customizable season so 22 16 or 10 race season so if you're more casual we can go through that of course uh, and you know players who might struggle on such as Baku and Monaco you can kind of skip those maybe with the shorter careers and then we just got some kind of more kind of generic talk about the the career mode beginner tips basically a bit more generic here and then also talking about the new tracks of Zandvoort and also uh, Hanoi which just talks about the kind of flowing nature of that I'm really looking forward to Hanoi by the way uh, and then obviously split screen and then deluxe edition but that is where the article pretty much ends in terms of uh, the news I care about personally. Obviously, guys, you can go to the article. It's on Red Bull and you can kind of read more about the Schumacher edition and the kind of tracks and whatnot. But obviously, this video is dedicated to the career mode. Obviously, I'm more or less a career mode channel on F1 when it comes to the gaming side. So yeah, all the news on my team and career mode, what we know so far. So the big takeaway in summary, driver market, in-game currencies, potentially choosing an F1 or F2 teammate, potentially F1 and F2 being uh, available in the driver market for career mode and driver transfers, HQ, everything being a lot more intricate and as we hoped being very intricate in terms of choosing sponsors, having to invest in certain departments, taking away departments if you can't afford them and having a long-term blueprint plan for your career, uh, for your created a team, uh, for your creator team career mode, my team. So absolutely awesome news. I love this. I hope we keep on getting little trickles and nuggets of news like this every single week or so often. However, from YouTube reporting. And that's the first video for now. Our next episode will be shown on Friday. I'm one more man. Thanks for your company.